civil procedure, we talked about some of the ethical limitations that people have in, make, in stating a claim. So, federal rules of civil procedure, rule number 11, governs the conduct of attorneys. So how does rule 11 work? Well, first, let's just talk about the procedure, and then we'll actually talk about how it, some of the interest intricate parts of Rule 11. So as far as the procedure goes, the person who wants to sanction the other party with Rule 11 sanction must serve the opposition with the, uh, with the notice that they're going to file a Rule 11 motion. Then they need to wait for 21 days, and this is a safe harbor period where it allows the other party to amend or adjust or uh, drop the complaint, whatever it may be. And then after that 21-day period, then they file the Rule 11 sanctions motion with the court. So this is kind of opposite of what we're used to. We're used to you tend to do something with the court, and then you let the other party know. In this case, we let the other party know, wait 21 days, and then we go to the court. The main takeaways from Rule 11, and we'll get into this with our cases, is that first and foremost, it governs written representations to the court. So this isn't anything oral, and it's not anything to the other party. Uh, second takeaway is that the rule doesn't usually have anything to do with discovery. And then ultimately, our final takeaway is that the only time verbal communications are actually going to come into play is if the attorney discovers something that they wrote previously was wrong, and then they continue to orally stand by it in testimony. So we've got three cases, uh, Hayes, Walker, and Christian. I won't go into any of the facts, but I just really want to state the takeaways from each of this case. <coughs> Sorry. So how do you avoid Rule 11 sanctions? That's really what Hayes versus Sony Corp is going to be all about. What happened? No. I don't want to go, like I said, I don't want to go into the facts, but really here is the attorneys did not conduct a reasonable inquiry. So that's really how you avoid the pre-pleading, sorry, the, the sanctions. Uh, the sanctions is by doing a pre-pleading inquiry. I, a quote from the uh, case that I really enjoyed was, by asserting claims without inquiring whether they have plausible grounding in law and fact, a lawyer can impose on an adversary and on the judicial system substantial costs that would have been and should have been avoided by a reasonable pre-pleading inquiry. So we learn from this quote the purpose of Rule 11 sanctions, and that is to avoid costs on both the judicial system and the adverse party for frivolous claims, and that those costs could have been avoided simply by doing a reasonable pre-pleading inquiry. So that's really our big takeaway from that case. Do your research before actually filing anything with the court. Walker is just an example of if you put forth a frivolous claim and you choose to continue to stand by those claims, then you can be subject to sanctions. And Christian is really showing the example of how Rule 11 only manages the written representations to the court. Anything that had happened through discovery, oral testimony, depositions, uh, should have been excluded. 
sorry, and that the judge needs to itemize what parts, uh, what costs were associated with specifically the written representations and what were not. And then all those costs that are associated with the written representations can be incorporated into the Rule 11 sanction. So those are some ethical limitations. Ultimately, do your homework. Uh, be respectful of the court, their time, and considerations. And that is how you're going to avoid Rule 11 sanctions. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.